This morning we've got a special treat for you. It's Mother's Day, um, so we've got a mother's daughters panel. And so, without further ado, invite them up and then hand the microphone over to Pastor Vicky to take on the proceedings. So, invite the panel up, and then Vicky will do all the introductions. Thank you, Mason. Well, welcome to Mother's Day. What an awesome day to be in church. Yeah, it is. Well, we've put a bit of a panel together for you this morning, something different. And um, we're hoping that by sharing some of our experiences with you that we can encourage you to walk with God Um, whether you're a mother or not we believe that there are things that we're going to be talking about this morning that are relatable to every single one of you Uh, there's so many areas in the Bible and the word of God, prayer and the Holy Spirit that can help us in raising our our kids and indeed help us in our lives in general And, uh, and God wants each of us to grow and mature and be equipped for every good works so Following God and his word for our lives is the key. And each one of us here today have different stories and different experiences. But together, we're hoping that we can offer some insight from our collective experiences as mothers, as daughters, as wives, and as women of God. So this morning, I just want to introduce to you, for those of you who don't know, on the end here, we have Liz. Liz... Liz is a mother of two. She has her daughter, Carmen, sitting next to her. And, and Ashley, who looks after our C3 kids down here in the front row. Um, Carmen herself is a mother of two and about to be three, as you may have noticed. Any day, we were, we were praying that she would make it this morning, right, Carmen? Because the next week or so, yes. she's due. So, that's awesome. And Kirsty is my daughter. And I've told her she better say the right things this morning or else not. And I didn't. I didn't at all. Um, Kirsty does not have any children. She said, well, you please make it clear that there are not any on the way. And I'm not... Because I said something a few weeks ago and here I think I might have... a daughter, not a mother. That, that's right. She's here as a daughter, not a mother. Um, a wife. And a wife, that's correct. I fit two of the categories. <laughs> and myself, obviously I'm a wife and a mother. I have Kirsty and one. I have um, our son Ben. Who Just put your hand up, Ben. Wave. Yeah, ben down the front row. Awesome. Right, so this morning I'm going to start with Liz. And we're going to ask you, Liz, when could you just... Perhaps explain to everybody when you became a Christian and how old were your children at that time? Okay, that's an interesting question because I probably considered myself a Christian all of my life. I was brought up, I think I was first christened in the Methodist church and then uh, baptised into the Lutheran church when I was about seven, I think, and went to Lutheran school and um, was brought up as a Christian. I married Carmen and Ashley's dad and I wasn't going to church then. Uh, 
but probably about eight years into our marriage, um, we became part of a Japanese cult. And so that was an interesting journey. <laughs> tell you that one. Is that later. what you call it? <laughs> uh, and, uh, uh, but meanwhile, I'd met this beautiful woman here and uh, she started praying for me. That's dangerous. Ooh, look out. Uh, and um, I really met God and came to church in, later in 1997. And that was the start of a real living, breathing relationship with my saviour. Different and how old, were the, how old were the girls? The at girls that? were nine and seven. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Carmen? Yes. Yeah, so really, the story follows on from there. So Ashley and I did come along to church not very long after Mum did, and uh, having known um, Kirsty and Ben since well, always. I've known you since you were born. Exactly. So um, we felt very at home. It felt very loved and um, saw something here and recognised something here even though we were very young. And uh, I think it was only after coming to church for a couple of months, wasn't it, that we, we made a decision for Christ. Um, I burst into tears. Ashley got very upset with Pastor Vicky, who led us in that prayer. She got very angry. She got upset my sister. What have you done? Ashley doesn't remember this, but it's a great story. And... Um, <laughs> Probably for that reason. Um, no, and I just remember feeling this incredible sense of peace. And um, for the first time, I was a very anxious child, so for the first time I really felt like someone else was in control and it was going to be okay. So my first encounter with God was just one of pure relief and it was beautiful. What about you, Kirsty? That's a lovely story. Mine, <laughs> mine I don't really remember because um, mine is kind of stories tied in with you because I was four years old when you guys, when mum and dad first came to church. Um, so a lot of stories I might tell today are just things that you've told me <laughs> and I know from being told these stories. But So apparently when I was four and um, in kindy, uh, came home very upset one day because it was Easter and I'd had to paint a cross on this egg and I wanted to paint whatever I wanted to paint on it. So I came home and said, why did they make me paint this cross on this egg? And mum and dad explained uh, about Easter and, and Jesus. They weren't Christians at the time, but they, uh, had, they knew the story and dad let me stay up and watch uh, one of the Easter movies on TV um, up very late for a four-year-old's bedtime. And... Um, I'm, I'm surprised at four years old that I understood stuff, but Dad asked me afterwards what I liked about it most, and I said, when Jesus died, and he was horrified, <laughs> worried about his four-year-old daughter, what's going on with her? Um, and then I explained that that was my favourite part because he rose again. And hearing that story later as an adult, I think it's great that at four years old I understood that the resurrection was an important part of the story. But I, this was part of their journey. There was a lot of other things that went along with bringing you guys to church. But, you know, I turned and said to you guys, so do you believe in Jesus? <laughs> so it all sounded pretty good to me. <laughs> um, and they were like, um, <laughs> I don't know. If it, it, it was very interesting when she asked us that because we hadn't been really challenged with that question before. And although 
we didn't, we also weren't prepared to say no at the time. It actually made us think. You didn't well, want to rule it out. No, we didn't want to rule it out. And yeah. it, so in some ways it was the beginning to our journey as well. Yeah. So along and with um, that, you were brought, uh, some people invited you along to church. And yeah. And, and we, we went along and I'm sh I, I don't really remember um, when I made a decision to believe in Jesus, but I know that I did and probably a couple of times in kids' church. At a young age, sometimes you do it a few times. Um, but I know that I did and, um, you know, went through a journey with that and continued to make that decision into being a teenager. That's someone's adult. mother calling. <laughs> <laughs> or someone calling their mother. So uh, Chris and myself were 31 years old at the time when we became Christians and Ben was two and, and Kirsty was four. So they've essentially grown up pretty much all their life in church. They don't remember any different. Sorry? Oh, he says we've only been Christians two years because he's trying to pretend that he's only 33. But <coughs> You've got a 30-year-old daughter, Dad, don't forget. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't think that's washing this morning. Liz, um, what are some of the key principles that you've learned to help you raise your children okay um really that god loves me in all my failings and there are many <laughs> uh and he has a plan for me and my family and i can trust him yeah and so uh I, and and that's my thing that god loves me and i know he loves me and God's my father. I had a huge revelation about that, you know, not so long after coming to church, growing up without a father myself, that God was my father. And so out of that, I understood too how much he loved me. Therefore, how much would he love my children? And he was the ultimate parent. So, And understanding the power of prayer and the word of God but I guess none of that could have happened unless I had uh, made a decision to actually be here. I mean, uh, he said to me, so if you're going to come to church, you have to come for six weeks and then you can decide whether you like it or not. <laughs> and of course, I loved it. I loved it. I felt like coming home when I first came. So, but key to everything, you can't catch it if you're not here. You can't catch what God has for you unless you're here and making that decision to just be here. Come hell or high water, and sometimes it was hell. And sometimes it's really hard. And you know what? Sometimes you don't want to get out of bed and come. <laughs> but if you've made a decision to come, then you can get all that other stuff and God can help. Yeah. What, so you mentioned prayer. How has prayer played yeah. a part? Well, prayer... You know, I don't know what I would have done um, when Carmen and Ashley's dad decided to leave our family. Not to be in constant conversation with God, you know, day in, day out, and using the word of God. And, you know, like, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And having people around you that help you with the word of God, like Loretta and Vicky and Chris and... You know, people like support you in that prayer. Um, and then, you know, to 
be in constant prayer, make it a habit. You know, some days it's two minutes before I get out of bed. Other days it's an hour, you know, I get to pray and worship. But making a habit of doing it, there's nothing wrong with habits. Making a habit of doing that and knowing the word of God, um, you know, Carmen and Ashley both had some pretty tough times with depression and anxiety and to watch your kids go through that stuff is horrible but, you know, God is there and the word of God is the double-edged sword that cuts through all the crap and, you know, I have, I go into battle for my kids and, you know, the key to me is your husband's not the enemy, your kids aren't the enemy, the next door neighbour's not your enemy, there is an enemy and it's the devil, and he's the one you're fighting, and you go in and you fight, and that's why God has given us prayer and the word of God, because that creep will creep around (laughs) and try and bring you down. But, you know, the word of God and the power of prayer, you, you praying for your kids and your family, but also having warriors around you that join you in that, that's... Amazing. I mean, there were some great scriptures that I know you used to use, and yeah. I, I wrote down a few here that yeah. we've talked about over the years. There's, there's Ephesians six twelve that talks mm-hmm. about that we're not fighting flesh and blood, no, but we're right. but against every ruler of the unseen world, that's which right. is what you're mentioning. Yeah. And and one Peter five eight says that the enemy parades around like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Mm-hmm. We've got to be aware of what the enemy's actually doing. And one Timothy six. 12 fight the good fight of faith because it is a fight it is sometimes not all the time but sometimes it's it's a fight and you've got to enter into that fight and war against the enemy to get the things that god has for your life but you know the bible also tells us that god turns all things for good for those who love him and are called and that is so true you know, it's hard getting to the good some days, you know. Sometimes it's hard, but God does turn all things for good. He's amazing. What, what about for you, Carmen? How's prayer? Prayer is, um, I'm, that's an area of my life. I'm far from perfect, you know, I will absolutely admit that. But um, as a parent, it's, it's really opened my eyes to a whole other level of how important prayer is and how important communing with God constantly is because I need him and I've, I've recognized it's such a huge job it's a big calling you're really the ultimate disciple for your kids and it's a huge responsibility so um yes I have to admit I've sometimes prayer is the last thing I've gone to <laughs> I've gone to the health nurse I've gone to mum who's a Vicky or and they're all wonderful but Ultimately, you need to go to God with this stuff. He's, he's your first port of call. And I've um, sat down with my Bible and found scriptures. And, um, you know, one instance was that um, everyone was telling me Jemima, when she's about 15 months old, was ready for one nap. She, she slept all night through. She slept three hours in the afternoon. Why does she need a, a morning nap as well? But then these oh, these terrible meltdowns that lasted for half an hour started and she would bash her head against the floor. She'd come up with these huge, you know, bruises and I said to God, this isn't right, what is going on? And just immediately in my spirit, I just felt the Holy Spirit say, everyone's wrong, you're right, your instinct is right, put her down for that sleep. And I know it seems like such a small thing, 
But you know what? That changed our whole life at that point. Um, at other instances, like when she was anxious, she was about two, getting to sleep, and we didn't know why, we couldn't figure it out. And one day I just went in her room and I put on the worship music and had some scriptures and declared some stuff. And that night, not a problem. And I've done the same with Toby too, um, around his sleep, and I, I scoured the Bible for scriptures on peaceful sleeping and... Um, so the word of God is there, no matter if it's a big situation or a really small one that's seemingly insignificant, but really important at that stage of life, um, you need to go to, to God in prayer. No, that's right. Prayer is very um, powerful in every situation. And, and you know, um, I'm going to ask Kirsty, can you remember a couple of specific instances where prayer has been important in your childhood well another one that I don't remember but I've been told about and I tell this story to people often despite how slightly embarrassing it is that I used to wet the bed every night when I until I was about six um apparently sometimes multiple times during the night every single night mum and dad you said you'd get me up at midnight when or when you uh, you'd put me to bed then when you guys went to bed you'd wake me up to go to the toilet so that I wasn't going to wet the bed again but I still would (laughs) but I don't yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> weed platter or something. Anyway, one um, every single night, one one time you guys prayed for me, and um, I never wet the bed since. And even these days, I don't I, I don't understand. <laughs> Good, no, no, no. Good news, Brendan. Good Let news. me finish. Let me finish. No water Even these sheet. days, I don't wake up. Like I hear people say, they wake up during the night to go to the toilet. Sometimes that just seems so bizarre to me. I don't need Just to even wake yet. up to go to the toilet. Uh, sorry, I have a strong bladder now. No, so, you know, the, <laughs> the, the prayer really worked. Look, it, was, it was miraculous because for us, it was a major deal because really it would be, it would be at least once, sometimes two and three times a night. Yeah. And going through that amount of <laughs> sheets and everything else and just the, the trouble that you go through to change the bed and change her, etc. It wasn't fun for her or for us, but literally from the night that we prayed with Kirsty, it never happened again. So prayer is incredibly effective, always, for for everybody. This is just an instance where we used it in in raising our children. Another thing I remember is is that we would always say grace um, before having dinner when we were growing up. It generally was, Ben will remember this, Thank you, God, for this wonderful dinner. In Jesus' name, amen. <laughs> but it, it, was a, it was a habit that we created. And um, if we're honest, it didn't actually continue into adulthood. We don't, didn't continue, always do it as a family. But Brendan and I, when we were married, um, we are still married, when we got married, <laughs> decided that we wanted to, um, to say grace when we had a meal together. We would pray. Uh, we we tend to, sometimes we don't even pray about the food, we just thank God for the day or thank God for each other or whatever, but we decided to, um, to do that because when we do have kids, uh, we want that to be something that, there's that place, that time that we acknowledge God and thank him for whatever it may be, for his provision, um, for the food um, and for each other, for whatever. So, yeah, yeah that, very good. that was an important thing. Um, Romans 10 and verse 17 says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So it's very important that we're actually hearing the word of God. So my next question um, to you, Liz, is how important is it 
to prioritize the house of God. Yeah, well, as I was saying before, it's, <coughs> you know, well, it's an interesting thing. Our brains work best. I mean, it's a physiological thing that um, we can think a whole lot of stuff in our head, right? But our brains don't actually know it's true unless we actually hear it out loud and it comes into our ears, it becomes auditory. And so that's an amazing thing God's put into place. And as you said, we've got to be here to hear the word of God. And, you know, there's been times over the years where, gosh, it would have been easy. You know, you've got to, you got to, you know, I think Ashley was about 10. She really wanted to do little athletics and it was Sunday morning. <laughs> and we, we, we talked about it and said it's Sunday morning and we've made a decision to come to church. And so... She, she was cool about that. She, she let it go and sacrificed that. And I was really proud of her for doing that. It's a calling. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah. But well, you never know. You know. I hope we didn't cut off your Olympic career. <laughs> but, God, but God knows, this is, he's, call, you know, he's called us something I really, really know for sure. That you know, if you're here, he's called you here. You know, he's called you into this family. And this church, this is an awesome family. You're all so wonderful, forgiving, gracious, awesome people, giving people servers, you know. And I just feel so privileged to be here in this family. But I feel called to be here. And this is where, if God's called me here, this is where he's going to unfold the plan for my life, the destiny for my life. Sometimes I can see it and sometimes I can't, but I do trust him. Out of experience, I trust him. Um, Carmen, how much does the example of the parent affects the affect the child? Oh, absolutely. Like I said before, I think the parent is the ultimate disciple in a child's life, and Mum was amazing in setting that example. Um, and uh, I think by the time Ashley and I made a decision for Christ, we were talking about it. Mum was already running the hospitality team now that, that's a very unique situation but it just went to show the level of dedication and we knew our mother well enough to know that uh, if she if she made that decision and put her heart and soul into it, it was something worth doing it was a it was an example worth following and so we did and I, we don't have any regrets do we ash not for a minute and um and and now our kids, and it's a, and, and Nathan had that example set for him too, and it's certainly a decision we made together to be here every week, and our kids love it. You, know, you can see Jemima week in, week out. It is her favourite day of the week. Is it church tomorrow? I said, no, it's only Friday. I'm sorry. We might go to the park, but that's about it. <laughs> Okay, when it's finally Sunday, it's church today. And she knows that it's a, a place, as Mum said, where people love her and adore her and support her. Um, and I felt just the same, at, even at nine. So um, we can already see that impact playing out in her life, that it's a community it's, and it's, um, you know, it's a place where I know she's going to feel like she belongs and she will find her identity in Christ, the way she's planted here 
um, and, and that consistency in her life. You know, something Nathan and I are very big on as parents is consistency. You make a decision, you set a boundary and you stick to it. And, um, and, and church is no exception and they love it. And I can see Toby loves it already. He's had two weeks out and see three kids. He's fine. Didn't even cry. Very secure child. So that's good. That's very, very. What, um, for you, Kirsty, um, have there been sacrifices for you to put God first and do you regret them? Well, for us, I'm speaking for Ben and I, a lot of stuff, I think. But for us, like, we just came along to church every Sunday and that was what we did and it was normal. It was never something we questioned and thought we didn't want to be here. It was never something we were forced to do. We wanted to be here. Um, but I think that we knew, especially as, as we got older, we knew that there might be sacrifices to be made. Um, sometimes, you know, if there were parties to go to on a Saturday night that we either couldn't go or couldn't stay late because we needed to be up for church the next day or... Um, um, yeah, when we were younger, I, I, we just—I can't think of particular sacrifices that we did make because I think if there were any, to think back on them, I don't feel like I missed out on anything. In fact, I feel like making the decision to to be here has been the, the greatest decision. Definitely, no regrets. We were talking about this the other day. I said hashtag no regrets. <laughs> um, <laughs> no regrets at all. And anything that we've had to sacrifice was 100% worth it because um, here we are in the house of God and, you know, worshipping him and ministering and things like that. And this is where we found, um, you know, who we are and what we can do. So, yeah, don't, yeah, that's, don't yeah. regret anything. No, that's good. Um, now, we all know that it's important to read our Bibles. And as a child, our journey often begins with a children's Bible. Um, so I'm wondering, uh, first of all, Kirsty, what are your thoughts on that? And well, I remember my children's Bible. Um, it was a big, thick thing, I think, because it had a lot of pictures and big writing. Because <laughs> um, it didn't, it wasn't a full Bible the same way that we have the Bible now. It had taken, uh, you know, some of the main stories. I remember David and Goliath being in there, Noah's Ark, things like that, and it told it like a story, so it made it accessible for kids. And I don't think I really realised until I was older and, um, you know, got a copy of the real Bible, <laughs> um, and, and saw that these stories that I knew were part of a bigger picture of, of something um, that was this whole story about, you know, how God loved us and what he's done for people and what people have done for him and what Jesus did and, and all of that. It was just, um, yeah, it was, a, it was a good starting point. And then reflecting on that, I can see that I don't think I realized at the time it was just these nice stories, but... Um, yeah, that it was part of this whole, whole thing. Um, also, um, I feel like now that I'm older, perhaps I, I went through a stage maybe where I didn't really realise how important the Bible was. You know, I, I had it growing up and knew it was there, and but actually finding time to read it and know things in it perhaps um, just seemed kind of boring when you're a teenager. <laughs> um, but now I can see that there are things that I, I, I really think that there's some great stuff in there and things that you can use in your life and I find that things pop up that I know and you know the time comes and I and I know scripture and I can speak them over my life or tell somebody else something in a the situation they're going through um, 
and I just found, find the word is really powerful and, and love it. And Carmen, I'm thinking of you with Jemima um, because she's now reading her Bible. How does that work for you? Well, different different generation, but essentially the same. Um, we uh, Ashley's introduced this new curriculum, and um, there's videos of these Bible stories, and there's actually a Bible story app, and um, she loves that. So it's, it's lots of it's like the children's Bible, all the key stories, and um, she loves it, and uh, and somehow we don't even know when exactly it started. She's a creature of habit. She just started this thing where she gets into our bed every morning with her warm milk and asks for the Bible. So without even knowing consciously what she's doing, she's putting the word of God first in her day, every day. And it never ceases to amaze me. And it's just beautiful. And it's, it's a credit to this community that we're in. And... Um, and I know it's going to stand her in good stead. She talks about it. She asks about it. Sometimes she asks questions and makes like, did she say dead? No, it's, it's hair. I think it was the story about Samson and lost all his hair. And she's making uh, something about death. I'm like, no, 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 it wasn't, wasn't, wasn't anything bad. So you can trust that. But, yeah, it's, it's fantastic to see that, um, you know, even at, at three and a half she's made it. An integral part of her day. Yeah, that's awesome. And God forbid she's not the one that says grace at family Oh dinners. my goodness. <laughs> we learned that the hard way. Yeah, and, it, and if someone else starts, she gets very upset. Or we have to let that person finish and then she starts again. Yes, so, yeah. So she's, she says it every night. We let her do that. That's brilliant. Liz, as a, as a mother, what has God called you to? I actually think, um, you know, the, the, the primary calling in my life is, is to mother. And uh, as Carmen said, I guess you're the ultimate disciple <laughs> of your own children. And it, uh, it's just, you know, there was a time where I didn't think I was going to be able to have children. So, yeah, you know, extremely precious to me. And, you know, I know how much I love my kids, you know, but... You know, God loves us so much more than that. It's just hard to imagine. And um, so, you know, he, with his grace, <laughs> you, know, he, you know, he's helped me parent. And um, I don't know what I would have done without God. I can remember before coming to church what that was like. And it was a lot. If you had to compare the two <laughs> and knowing what God's called me to do has... Um, yeah, I can really tell what a difference it made having God, being able to pray, and uh, hey, you know, I make mistakes, still make mistakes. Uh, always found it's best just to fess up, <laughs> not make mistakes. I tell the girls all about the, all the other life mistakes I've made, <laughs> the stupid, crazy, yeah, scared them off totally. <coughs> doing bad stuff. <laughs> you, you hope. Ashley says, we don't have to do any of that stuff. Mum did it. <laughs> so, so uh, but it's my greatest calling, I think. What about you, Carmen? How do you feel about that, what God's 
called you to. Yes, as I said before, it's, um, it's a huge responsibility and not one I take lightly and it's one that I always look forward to. Um, I did Bible college and we got married and, um, you know, holding off having kids was, was really tricky because I really, really wanted to be a mum. That's, I don't know, feminists would turn in their grave. But um, it's something I certainly always felt called to. I had this instinct and, um, and there, there are certain things, other things at play, health issues, uh, other reasons that we wanted to have kids young. Um, and certainly um, we had older friends who couldn't have children till their late 30s or early 40s and they said, go for it while you're young, while you've got energy, while you can bounce back from having no sleep. Um, and, uh, and so, uh, yeah, I love being a mum. I love being a mum. And um, everyone says to me, you know, and I, this might be a little bit controversial, but please hear me. Um, in the right way that when I say that uh, some people say to me, you know, when are you going back to work? And I say, well, you know what? This is my work. This is my job. This is my life's work. And, you know, just because I don't get paid for it, I get paid in other ways. You know, we are... Um, it's a huge responsibility and um, I know that... My children, first and foremost, belong to God. And he's made me a steward. He's made us a steward of our children. And, um, and so all I have to do is do the best I can because that's the example that was set for me. She did a wonderful job. And, but putting God in the centre, of course, because um, when uh, you feel hopeless, which some days you do because there's no books, really. Oh, maybe there are books. But really, there's no manual. It's not a train set. doesn't come with an instruction manual. Um, and, uh, but God has all the answers every time. And the people of God have the answers. Yeah, that's it's right. important to be here. To I mean, that. the Bible is an incredible book. It has answers to absolutely everything you would ever want to know in life. And changing the topic slightly we're going to talk about our thoughts on discipline and and I'm actually going to start that off because I know as a young mum I um I read the scripture in in Proverbs 22 and verse 6 where it says train up a child in the way he should go and when he is old he will not depart from it and you know for me disciplining my children and giving them boundaries was really really important um, but doing it in a godly way uh, so that they would not only respect me but also love God, their father God, was really important. And so um, one of the things that was really important to me was uh, to never discipline them in anger. And, you know, there's, there's a scripture in Galatians 5 and verse 22 where it talks about the fruits of the Spirit. And it says that they are love joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness and self-control. And I know that sometimes as a mum, those things can very easily go out the window. But as a woman of God, I wanted to be so much an example to my children um, of God's nature and his character and I wanted to raise them in a way that reflected that even when it came to discipline. 
And so um, I remember hearing somebody speak a long time ago about there are lots and lots of scriptures in the Bible. There are lots of, of, of um, uh, ideas for us to live by. There are lots of principles for us to live by. But those things are in there coming from the attitude of I can do rather than I can't do. They're not in the Bible because we can't do them. They're in the Bible because we can. But just because we can doesn't always mean that it's easy. And uh, I, I, I certainly know when it came to disciplining our children, Chris and myself, in this area, I'm talking about it the most because for us it was a very strong uh, um, area because I knew how important it was to instruct them correctly when it came to discipline. And so we were always, we always made sure with our children that, um, that if they'd done something wrong, that we were calm and cool and collected when we came to disciplining them, whatever the consequences were. They always had consequences for um, bad behaviour and they knew what those, those were and we always told them what they were, we talked about it with them, we always told them we loved them, but we didn't accept the behaviour, but we still loved them. And, and so disciplining them out of the fruits of the spirit with self-control, gentleness and, and, and goodness and kindness and so on was, was a major priority for us. Um, so I don't know, I mean, Kirsty might want to reflect on that slightly, I don't know. <laughs> uh, we've kind of covered yeah, yeah. 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 I, but I you remember times we be sent to our room and then you would come in and you know we love you and this is what you've done wrong and here are the consequences and yeah we, we knew that we, we never felt like we were yeah. um, going to fly off the handle <laughs> or anything like that it was yeah flying off the handle went out the back door because we really tried not to yeah. do that I mean, how, how do you guys, how do you reflect on, on yeah. discipline for yourselves? Because oh, it's yeah. a really hard area. Yeah, it is. And, you know, I can certainly think of times where I've totally lost it, you know, mm. when that girl's mm. little, you know. And, mm. you know, it's not a, not a good look, I tell you. It's not. <laughs> uh, but, you know, and it's all of you out there who are parents, you know, understand it. It's, you know, it's a tough call. But, you know, it God's is. a God of second chances. Right. And, you know, any of us as parents anyone you go to him and go okay you know really stuffed it up this time you know please forgive me guide me and and so forth but yes yeah, certainly um was a big thing of mine never to say um you're a brat you're naughty you're you know like it, you know and put labels on my children that it was always about i love you and but I really didn't like that thing that you did, and this is why it's not good. Um, uh, karma was great, you know. You would explain something. That's not going well for you, actually. <laughs> you, 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 you could you could explain something to her, and okay, no worries, got it. Ashley, she'd look at you and go, "Yep, no worries, yep." but I think I'll just try it for myself. <laughs> she was more adventurous. I see the same glint in Toby's eyes, I must admit. <laughs> but, you know, it was because she was adventurous too. She wanted to find out for herself and she learnt. That's, that, that's all good. That's all good. Ash had twice as many injuries as I ever yeah, did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, just a couple of things as, we, as we're finishing up. 
Um, what main thing have you learnt as a parent, Liz? Can you just think of one main thing? Love your kids. Love, 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 love. You can never love your children too much, ever, ever, ever. That would be my biggest thing. What, what, are, what are some of your fondest memories? I'm going to share a couple. Of, of my kids or church or... Yeah, both. Both. My kids your journey. Church, your journey. journey. And it is a journey. It is. We don't ever arrive. We haven't arrived yet. <laughs> uh, uh, seeing them in church. Um, I look back and I think it was a very cheeky thing of God that both the girls got baptised the same day as David did. And I thought that. Oh, it's interesting that that happened. <laughs> uh, uh, being part of their lives here in church and everyone else's life, and I was thinking about it last night, and um, uh, the girls, you know, Georgia and Ashley, you know, teaching the girls and the, the boys dances and rolling back the carpet in our family room, and they all come over for practice and hey, <laughs> for Christmas events and things like that, that being a lot of fun. Uh, being David's crash test dummy for some of the youth uh, games, yeah, was hilarious at the time. I look back, how did I do that? <laughs> I think I've fallen in love with him, so that's <laughs> why I let him put Alka-Seltzer up with a rubber band around my head and then squirted at me with a with a with a water pistol from <laughs> just to test it out that the ki- it would work with the kids on on, on Friday night. Great, yeah, yeah, but you know. I guess recently, uh, when you asked me that question the other day, and I, I said that the most recent fondest memory I have is the April uh, prayer and worship meeting. Um, our whole family, bar Toby and Jemima, happened to be here because uh, the kids were looked after, and Nathan was on guitar, and uh, we were worshipping, and um, I was standing next to both the girls, and David was behind us worshipping, and I just thought, wow. God, you are amazing. You know, and my heart just melted. Thank you. God. To be there with your whole family yeah. in the house Thank of you, God. God. Very mm. special. Mm. And, and I know that it doesn't always happen for various reasons, but I just feel so blessed. So very blessed. I, I'm, I'll reiterate that for myself. I feel the same. And I know that it doesn't happen for everybody, but I also feel incredibly blessed to have had the journey that we have had as parents in the house of God and um, and to have both of our children and their partners now also in the house of God with us, creating community, creating a future, creating service, creating memories, uh, love, you know, raising our kids here. It's just, it's the most amazing journey that I've been on in my life and I'm so happy to be here. I want to be here till the day I die. Um, just pass over to you two because uh, the girls have got some memories to share. No, that, have I missed something? What? Yeah. What's the main? Yeah, what is the main thing? What is the main thing that you have? I mean, we didn't know any of the questions before. <laughs> main thing that you have learned. Um, well, we were talking about this the other day, and I, I couldn't pinpoint one main thing that I've learned um, from being in church. But I think it was a more broad. Thing. I've learned a whole lot of things and a lot of that has come from 
um, a lot of freedom that we were given as, as young kids in the church um, to be able to do things. You know, we kind of started a youth band um, back in the day. Titanium Rangers. Um, <laughs> Show and tell, Kirsty. Um, oh, yeah, we, yeah. This is a, a Titanium Angels t-shirt. Kirsty paint. I painted on t-shirts for me and Carmen and another Um And, um, you know, we went through... I can remember a stage that we went through, um, Ben and Jordan and I and um, Jordan's older brother Ryan as well, four of us would sit up the back of church. Um, we would stand up for the praise songs and we'd sit down for the boring songs. Um, that was the worship songs. We, we, they were quiet and boring, so we sat down for them. Um, I totally don't feel that way now, obviously, being a worship leader. But, um, and then we would pass notes during the service to each other. Um, occasionally, if we would talk, we might get a shh from Liz. Um, <laughs> but, you know, we went through the, a stage where we, we still wanted to be here, but, um, but we would sit down and pass notes during the message. And, um, but you mean you weren't but, perfect? Uh, at no point, though, did we ever have our parents coming to us going, would you guys just, you need to stand up during the songs. You should be listening and, you know, telling us off for that. We had the freedom to, to kind of go through that ourselves and come out of it, you know, being who we are now. You know, we, we, we were still coming. <laughs> and so parents of teenagers, if, you're, if, you're, if the kids are still here, even if they're not, like, excited, and you know, because I was thinking about it a while back, you know, we, we kind of started a youth band. We, we got a youth ministry going back in the day. And I was like, are the kids, you know, going to do the same thing these days? And um, I thought, well, we did go through a stage where we weren't... That wasn't looking like something that was going to happen. So, um, But, yeah, just the freedom that we had to, to explore things and for ourselves and learn about things and go through those times where we weren't as excited about it all. And, um, yeah, I think that's taught us the most to, just, to have that freedom. So much. Do you have anything to add, or should we go to the fondest? Continue with some more fond memories. Oh, let's continue with the fun memories. Let's do it. Oh, yeah, we, well, so, yes. so, what are some of the fondest memories? Because we actually got some I've some pictures to put up as well. We do. I've, I've brought up. along this, which unfortunately doesn't match the colour scheme. But this is um, so <laughs> uh, kids' church folder, kids' news. Um, ben and I, <laughs> back in 1998. <laughs> Started a kids news kids church newsletter, uh, which lasted until uh, the end of January '99. Um, but not not too bad. We started off doing it every week. There's one note in here where we kind of said our parents didn't think we could do it, but, um, <laughs> but we're going to do it every week. But I wanted to read one of the things that it just shows, you know, as kids, what sort of things we were thinking about and. Um, some of it's good, some of it's kind of the wrong idea, but it's fine. Um, so I've, we've got in here a church trip. Someday our church will be going on a trip. Maybe Hawaii, USA, Paris. Obviously I didn't realise Hawaii go. was part Let's of the go. USA at that point. Um, and many other places. We may be going by boat, bus, car or plane. We would go and do services for people in those countries. I don't know why I thought Paris needed church service well, they've sure, got church I'm sure there it does it, yes. it does but like yeah. you know why why anyway now don't get excited because that won't be happening until we have a bigger church so tell your parents to bring more people <laughs> 
obviously thought it was their responsibility only at that point, but there's heaps of great things. We got everybody involved. People would send in jokes and we'd publish them. And, um, Michelle, all the finest. Do you want to put up a? Do you want to put up a couple of just in finishing? So this is youth. Yeah, that's uh, me beating up Carmen. On yeah. <laughs> and. Oh, gaff tape. I'll never forget that day, Brendan. Brendan and Carmen got never. gaff tape to a table. <laughs> this was... Oh. This is... Oh, just leave that one for a minute so oh. people this can just... This is youth band, right? This is youth. So this is cool. the Titanium Angels. Just TA. Go team TA. Oh, Jord. Um, Richard wasn't Whoa. actually in the band, but he's in the photo because... He's a group. Because Barry was in the band and he wasn't youth. <laughs> so <laughs> we left him out of the photos. <laughs> Sorry, Barry. <laughs> Thanks for your love and support, Barry. <laughs> Could have done it without you. <laughs> oh, look at I think Jess is out with kids at the moment. She's only a kid there herself. Oh, that was our Christmas party in the backyard, yeah, the mum and dad's backyard. We yeah. sang in the backyard and we watched a movie or something. We were so brave, <laughs> weren't we? In front of our friends, doing yeah. stuff. Oh, that's right. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, it was oh, on another one. Titanic yeah. Angels picture. That's <laughs> <laughs> Ben with his hair across his face. At that point, Ashley was the drummer and Brendan still wasn't part of the van yet, but he's in the photo. Okay. Again, so maybe that was just because we didn't vote, want Barry. Yeah. <laughs> cool by association. So Hilarious. Huh. We had a lot of fun. We, we used to do so dances. Oh. There's stuff in the kids' news. It, it, when we were kids, we used to coordinate dances. Oh, I remember. Yes. yes. Yes, the name. Oh, know. like even just after the service, after kids' church, when we got bored of being out here, we put on five and we get on oh, yes. And during, during um, prayer meetings, the adults would be out here in prayer oh, and we'd be out the back that. playing yeah. back streets back and jumping off the table at, at particular points of Backstreet Songs, Jordan will remember. Yeah. So maybe times. we had good times. I'm just going to I'm going to wind it up now. Sure. <laughs> just when they're having fun because they they could go on forever, I'm sure. But I think I think the important thing about that is what it highlights is that they've been raised in the house of God. They've had some fun times, some awesome times. Their memories have been made here, and and now as as adults and mothers and say soon to be mothers but you know that wasn't a hint it was just a <laughs> it, it is fantastic to, to, to see them doing the same thing and uh, so I just want to thank Liz and Carmen and Kirsty today for sharing and I hope that we've encouraged I hope that in some way we've encouraged you to keep walking with God and to keep applying his word to your life because it's powerful and it's effective. Thank you, Nathan. Let's thank the panel again. Uh, I'm just going to join the panel briefly. Um, One of the girls. <laughs> yes, my angels. <laughs> um, Usually in every service, there's something that we do in giving people an opportunity to respond to a message. And, and this morning, it's not so much a message. And you might think, oh, it doesn't necessarily fit our normal flow of the service. But I think what we've heard this morning is 
an insight into what a relationship with Jesus is like, what a, um, being a, a member of that community and what it can mean for generations growing up and, and the fun it can have, the challenges that uh, comes with it, the, uh, the opportunities and yeah, just the benefits of being in that community. So what, what I want to do, again, like we do every week, is uh, to give an opportunity for people to respond and say, yes, that, that's something that I want. Um, so I just ask everybody just to, across the room right now just to close your eyes and, and just, to, just to think about for a moment, maybe you're visiting, maybe you've been here a while, maybe you've never made such a decision to accept Jesus as your Lord and Saviour and to be part of a community like this and to have these relationships and um, maybe, uh, like Liz said, she grew up without a dad or, or maybe um, you got an insight into what the, the Father God is like or um, what having mothers in the house of God is like and, and the, the many facets of having that relationship with God and what that can bring to a life, the, the wisdom, the fun, the insight, the, the power that um, speaking scriptures and, and what the Word of God can do for a life to, to transform it, to overcome, to to see a life turn around and one of the other themes of second chance is maybe you've never made that decision before uh, but maybe you have and for whatever reason things haven't gone to plan haven't gone to according to your plan or just have, have gone belly up but Jesus is God of second chances so in a moment I'm just going to ask if you want to respond to that and invite Jesus into your life and to uh, say I want to be part of that community I'll ask you to raise your hand maybe it's the first time or the second time you've give everyone a chance to we, we, we don't want to let a Sunday go by without providing that opportunity because as we talked about in the worship at the start of the service better is one day in the courts and a thousand elsewhere and just that one moment that one touch that one encounter with God can set a life turn it around see it transformed so just ask in just a moment if, if you feel like that's you you want to respond say I just saw something this morning and, and what each, each of the four up here were sharing. Maybe there was something in the worship. Just That's what I need. I, I want to respond in a moment. I'll ask you to raise your hand for the first time. Maybe you've done it before. But I'm just asking you just now if you would like to respond, accept Jesus into your life and say, I've, I've seen something, I've seen something of what a relationship with him is like this morning. I just ask you to, to raise your hand right now nice and high that if there's anybody here this morning just ask you to be brave and if you feel like you want to accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior just ask you to raise your hand nice and high